In this research, I concentrate on literature about contemporary South Asian American immigrant communities and second-generation youth communities. A review of the history of arrival of South Asians will help to clarify the racial projects immigrants insert themselves into and subsequently the ways in which they see themselves in their new homeland. My goal is to draw upon these works to develop a historical framework for contextualizing how the 25 second-generation South Asian American women in this study perceive and engage in daily social practices in the United States and how they view themselves in comparison to broader American society. Here, I clarify the link between the normative power of discourse and the history of marginalized groups in America. Welcome, Desis. Not... 1965 to 1990. In 1965, U.S. law revised the half-century-old policy of discrimination against Asian immigrants. The USSR's launches of Sputnik 1 and 2 in the late 1950s threw the United States into panic. In their desire to compete with the Eastern Bloc's technological advancements, the U.S. government tried to promote the study of science and technology through a better-funded National Science Foundation and by local projects such as the Math Bees. The development of U.S. science, however, relied on immigrants from the 1940s such as Albert Einstein and Enrico Fermi. The United States began searching for medical personnel to fill the increased demand for doctors due to the legislated Medicare and Medicaid programs, as well as natural scientists who could promote U.S. scientific study. On July 23, 1963, President John F. Kennedy informed the legislature that he wanted to see the immigration system overhauled so that highly trained or skilled persons may obtain a preference without requiring that they secure employment here before immigrating. The Immigration Act of 1965 was a watershed legislation of the Kennedy-Johnson era. The amendments represented one of the most important revisions of immigration policy in the United States since the First Quota Act of 1921. Under the Old Immigration and Nationality Act of 1952, officials would allow a certain percentage of the total number of immigrants from a given nation already residing in the United States. In lieu of the considerations of nationality and ethnicity, the 1965 amendments established a quota system based on nation-state, reunification of families, and needed skills. The amendments granted individual visas with priority given to these criteria as well as refugee status. Since 1965, sources of immigration to the United States have shifted from Europe to Asia and other parts of the developing world. The new law had profound effects on the Third World in particular, creating greater opportunities for migration from Asia. The 1965 Act made the annual maximum quota of Eastern Hemisphere immigrants 170,000 and no more than 20,000 per country. The new opportunities to migrate allowed highly qualified South Asian, mostly Indian, technical workers to respond to the labor call, quickly establishing themselves in the United States as highly educated, middle-to-upper-middle-class skilled professionals. Ngai writes, the signal achievement of the 1965 Act was that it ended the policy of admitting immigrants according to a hierarchy of racial desirability and established the principle of formal equality in immigration, increasing the possibility of migration opportunities from Asia and Eastern and Southern Europe 
the principal object of exclusion in the Immigration Act of 1924. As such, the Immigration Act of 1965 has been canonized in history and social sciences as the apotheosis of post-war liberalism, cultural pluralism, and democratic mobilization. The narrative surrounding the birth of the 1965 Act implies lawmakers' recognition that America is composed of diversity of ethno-racial groups and highlights the growing political support for cultural pluralism, but many believed the law was not about equality. Lawmakers' intent was to continue preferential treatment of whites' entry without using racial language. Hence, they used the family reunification. The presumption was that whites previously admitted would bring their relatives. They did not count on people of color using this to the degree that they did.